This is an AMI podcast. Mark, it's really small in here. Where are we? I, this, I, I think, I think, Stephen, we're we're in Sean's shed. Uh, what's that smell? You'll get used to it. I, I promise you. Oh, well, right. Okay. Why are we here? Well, Sean's over there working because we decided to start a new podcast. All about, like, how to do things in technology if you just want to get started in something and you want to figure out how something works. Okay, and and when you say Sean's working on it... I mean, he's going to do all the work, don't worry. There's no, nothing for you to do here, I promise. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Mark, what was that button over there do? The, uh, this, this one over here? Yeah. Sean of the Shed. Hey! Don't press my button. Stop mucking around. I'm trying to work here. Okay, Sean, Sean we'll let you get to it. We can we can leave, right? Well, yeah, we, we'll just leave you to Sean. You've got this covered, right? You're you're fine. We we can just we can just go, Mark. Let's go. I, I can't breathe. Okay, let's let's get out of here. Good. Go and make yourself useful. Put the kettle on. Oh, and that smell—it's the smell of hard work. You wouldn't recognize it. Oh, I swear they drive me crazy. Hello and welcome to Sean of. The Shed. Yes, Sean of the Shed. I am Sean, and this is my shed. So, what's this all about? Well, what I'm aiming to do is introduce you all to various forms of technology, which, I'm just going to say, I think are just so damn useful to us as blind and visually impaired people. Now, where else would I kick off a series like this but with the smartphone? So, let's do it. This is... An introduction to the smartphone. Okay, I'll be honest with you. It's a slightly difficult one for me, this, because I believe that the vast majority of you listening to this right now, yes, you, hello, you, You know what a smartphone is. Yes, you might not know all the technical details and all the geeky goodness of a smartphone, but you know, in general, what a smartphone is. And if you don't know, basically, it's just a mobile phone that can do much more than just make a call. And when I say much more, what I actually mean is so much more. I use my smartphone to do all of my shopping, including the weekly grocery shop. I use it to read my mail, communicate with friends and family, video call, email, text, whatever it may be. Online banking, paying my bills, browsing the web, reading the news, listening to audiobooks, podcasts, radio shows, watching movies. The list is endless. And in my opinion, a smartphone is an essential tool that we should all have. So there we go. We've answered one question already. Although, as I said, I don't think most of you were asking, but I answered it anyway. What is a smartphone? Done. Now for the big question, and one I want absolutely every one of you to hear. Smartphones are totally accessible to us as blind and visually impaired people. Whether you've got no vision, low vision, light perception, whatever it may be, you can use a smartphone. Cool! And also, I should mention, because... Blindness isn't the only fruit. A smartphone is also accessible if you have other disabilities, such as cognitive, hearing, or motor, or whatever it may be. The chances are you too can use a smartphone. 
Look at that. Only three minutes in and we've already answered the two big questions. What is a smartphone and can I use it if I can't see the screen? Yes, you can. Done. But now we're going to slow things down a little bit because the next logical big question is, of course, how? A smartphone is basically a slab of glass. There's no real tactile markers you can go off. So how do you use it? Well, I'm glad you asked. Luckily enough, I have just stolen two smartphones from Stephen Scott. He's got loads he won't even notice. It's fine. I've got a brand new in-the-box iPhone 12 and also a brand new in-the-box Google Pixel 5. So let's take these out of the box, turn on accessibility and see how they work. And all with no sighted assistance. Pah, eyes, who needs them? Okay, before I turn these phones on, you may be wondering, why have you got two? Well, when it comes to smartphones, basically you've got two options. You can either get yourself an iPhone made by Apple or an Android phone made by pretty much anybody else. You have Samsung, Sony, Huawei, Google, anybody really. There's so many choices when it comes to Android phones. The thing is, the way that you use an iPhone is different from the way that you use an Android phone. No, 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 calm down. It's not that different. And in fact, there are a lot of similarities, but they are different. And that's why I've got two smartphones here. Whether you're starting off with your first iPhone or Android smartphone, at the end of this, you'll have the basic know-how to get started using either of them straight out of the box with no sighted assistance. So let's do it. I'm going to kick off with the Apple iPhone. Let's take it out of the box. Sorry, Stephen. Now, as I said, I have here an iPhone 12. And the first thing that you'll notice when you take it out of the box is, yes, it just feels like a slab of glass. So how do you know which is the front, which is the back, which is up, which is down? Well, actually, it's pretty easy. Say hello to the camera bump. Hello. Thanks. You'll find this handy little landmark on the back of the phone on the top right corner. This contains all the lenses for the rear facing camera. As I said, it is raised, it's easy to feel, so you know immediately that's the back of the phone. The front of the phone is completely smooth because it's just all screen. The right hand edge of the phone has one button called, rather handily, the side button, and on the left-hand edge of the phone, going from bottom to top, we have a volume down button, a volume up button, and a mute switch. If you run your finger along the bottom edge of the phone, you'll feel the lightning port. That's where you plug in your cable to charge your phone. And that is pretty much it. <coughs> what? Oh, yeah, okay. So, being technology, it's not quite as clear-cut as that. On some models of the iPhone, you will find something called the home button. Apple are phasing it out, but you may still come across it. For example, on the iPhone SE 2020. If your iPhone does have a home button, you'll find it on the front face of the phone, just underneath the screen. It's tactile, so you can feel it. It's around, well, button. So if you do find one on your iPhone, don't panic. It's meant to be there. Right, now we know how to position the phone. 
Let's turn it on. Remember that side button on the right hand edge? Press and hold it down for 5 seconds, then let go. Now visually on the screen, a little Apple logo will appear right in the middle. Ah, that's cute. But obviously, we don't care about that. So what's actually happening is the phone is booting up. A technical term meaning it's sorting itself out, getting itself ready so that you can actually use it. How long this takes varies depending on the model of iPhone you've got. But to make life easier and to be sure it's completely turned on before you try and use it, I would say give it a good 30 seconds or even a minute. There's no rush. After that, the phone is ready to use. Now what we're going to do is turn on voiceover. That's the accessibility feature which will read aloud anything that's on the screen. Okay, bonus points if you know what that sort of accessibility feature is called. Quickly now. Ah, correct. Voiceover is a screen reader. And the screen reader on Android phones is called TalkBack. Anyway, to turn on voiceover, just press that side button, or if your iPhone has a home button, use that. But whichever one it is, just press it three times. Voiceover on. Ooh, did you hear that? Voiceover is on. If you didn't hear anything, don't panic. Maybe the volume is just down. Just keep pressing the volume up button until you hear something. Okay, so now we've got the phone on and we've got voiceover on. But how do we use it? Well, it all comes down to one finger and some gestures. That sounds wrong. Right then, so how do we know what's on the screen? Well, there's a couple of ways. You can just take one finger and touch anywhere on the screen. VoiceOver will read out whatever you're touching. It may be text, it may be a button, it could be an app, it could be anything. VoiceOver will tell you what it is. And don't worry, you're not actually activating anything when you touch the screen. You're not causing anything to happen. All you're doing at the moment is basically looking around the screen. VoiceOver is just saying, hey, you're currently touching text that says blah, 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 or whatever. So have a good feel around. You're not going to break anything. It's all fine. Trust me. <clears throat> Sorry. Nah, you'll be fine. You can explore what's on the screen by simply dragging that one finger anywhere you like. So let's give that a go. Let's see what's on my screen straight after I've turned on voiceover. I'm just going to place my finger somewhere on the screen. To go home, slide one finger up from the bottom edge until you feel the first vibration and lift your finger. And there's some text. Don't worry about what it's saying at the minute. We'll get to that. If I drag my finger down a little bit, OK button. I now know my finger's on an OK button. But remember, I'm not activating it. I'm not pushing that button. It's just telling me that's where I'm at. I could carry on dragging my finger around or even take my finger off the screen and place it somewhere else and carry on exploring. So that's one way you can navigate around the various bits of information that's on the screen. But to be honest, there is a better way. Dragging your finger around the screen is fine but you can easily miss things if you don't touch everywhere. There is a way to go through every single bit of information on the screen and in the right order. It's time to start swiping. Ooh, exciting. Well, okay, not really, but swiping is by far the best way to navigate around a smartphone. 
The swipe gesture is easy. Just imagine there's a crumb somewhere on the screen and you want to flick it off to the side. Again, we're just using one finger and we're going to quickly swipe it across the screen anywhere from left to right. That's called the swipe right gesture and every time we do that, VoiceOver will move to the next piece of information on the screen and read it out. So let's try that out. Now, remember, the last thing I touched was the OK button, so VoiceOver is still focused on that. So now, if I do a right swipe anywhere on the screen... OK button. Uh-oh, nothing happened. But it's fine. Actually, the OK button is the last thing on the screen. There is nothing after it. And we can tell it's the last item on the screen because VoiceOver played that funny sound. Listen, I'll swipe right again. OK button. OK button. Boink! That's called the boundary sound. And it tells you that, well, you've hit the boundaries. That's the last item. If we swipe in the opposite direction, from right to left, that's called, can you guess? Yes, the left swipe. And that will move to the previous piece of information on the screen and read that out. So let's swipe to the left. To go home, slide one finger up from the bottom edge until you feel the first vibration and lift your finger. To use the app switcher. Okay, quiet down. Bonus tip, by the way, if you tap the screen with two fingers, VoiceOver will stop speaking. So that was the text we heard before. Now we don't have to wait for VoiceOver to finish reading before we move on. So let's swipe to the left again. VoiceOver gestures. Did you hear the boundary noise again? So I now know that this is the first item on the screen. I can't go back any further. So currently on the screen, we have three items. We have the text at the top that says voiceover gestures. Then after that, we have some more text telling me what those gestures are. And lastly, we have an OK button. Anyway, we're bored of this screen. Let's move on. And to do that, we need to press the OK button. Time for a new gesture. First, we need to get to the OK button. You know what to do. Either drag your finger around till you find it, or swipe to the right three times. OK button. There we go. And now that VoiceOver has focus on the OK button, to activate it, I simply double tap on the screen anywhere with one finger. Tap tap. Hello. Heading. And there you go. We're now on the next screen, which is basically just saying hello to you in about a hundred different languages. Hola. Hola. Now, there's no OK button on this screen, so how do we move on? Well, if your iPhone does have a physical home button, just press that. But if it doesn't, like this one, we need to perform the home gesture. Now, the home gesture is easy, but it can take a little bit of practice to get it right. So don't beat yourself up if you can't do it straight away. Here's what you need to do. Again, just using one finger, slowly start swiping up from the very bottom of the screen. As you move your finger up, you will hear this sound. You'll also feel a slight vibration. But don't stop moving your finger just yet. Continue dragging your finger up the screen until you hear this second sound. Lift for home. Now just lift your finger off the screen. Set up. English. Button. And boom! And we're finally on the first proper screen of the iPhone setup, where you choose your preferred language. 
Whew, are you still with me? Does it all make sense? I mean, I know when I'm explaining it like this, it does sound all a bit long-winded and complicated, but honestly, when you're actually using it, it's really quite simple. And as you can hear from the few simple gestures we've learnt so far, we can navigate around and interact with, basically, a slab of glass. It's amazing! And the thing is, with these basic gestures, the left and right swipe, the one finger double tap, or just dragging your finger around the screen to explore, you've got all you need to get through the setup process and actually start using the phone once it's done. Now, I'm not going to go through the entire setup process. I'll let you do that yourself. Trust me, it's the best way. If I did go through it all, you'd be utterly sick of my voice at the end of it and want to tear your own ears off or rip my tongue out. Either way, it's probably best we don't go there. But let's go through this first setup screen just to practice what we've learned so far. So if you remember, this first setup screen is asking you to select your language. So let's swipe to the right and see what's here. English button. English, that's the one for me. And as you heard, it's a button, so we can just double tap to select it. But before we do that, let's see what else is here. Swipe to the right. Français button. Swipe to the right again. Deutsch button. Ah, you get the idea. Okay, let's swipe to the left this time to go back to the English button. Français English button. Now you know what to do. A one finger double tap anywhere on the screen to select or activate that English button. Select your country or region. Heading. Boosh! And we're on the next screen, which is select your country or region, which is pretty much the same as the one we just did, really. Wow, okay, that's nearly it for the iPhone. Now, I can hear some of you out there already saying, Sean, you're such an Apple fanboy. Shut up about the iPhone and let's get to Android. All right, calm down. <laughs> but seriously, I know it seems like I've spent a lot of time here talking just about the iPhone, but actually, I haven't. Well, kind of. As I said before, what we've actually been learning with these basic gestures are the fundamentals of how we interact with a touchscreen when we're blind or visually impaired. Those basic gestures of swiping and tapping are universal. They are directly transferable when it comes to using the Android phone as well. And yes, while there may be differences between iPhone and Android when it comes to how we turn on accessibility or what accessibility features we have or how we interact with certain apps, those basic core gestures are always the same. Okay then, before we move to Android, here's some extra quick bits on the iPhone. Of course, there's many more gestures than the basic ones I've shown you here. For example, swipe up with two fingers to read everything on the screen automatically. And double tapping on the screen with two fingers, also called the magic tap, acts like a universal play pause button. You can use it to pause and play music or movies and also to hang up or answer calls. Swipe up or down with three fingers to scroll through lists. Swipe left or right with three fingers to change pages. Double tap with three fingers will mute voiceover speech. Triple tap with three fingers will turn off the screen. You can still use the phone, it's just that the display is turned off. Tap on the top of the screen with four fingers to jump to the first item. Tap on the bottom of the screen with four fingers to jump to the last item. 
Press and hold the side button or the home button to summon Siri, the voice assistant. Oh, and if you want to use voiceover on someone else's iPhone, you can do that by activating Siri and simply saying, turn on voiceover. But don't forget to turn it off after you're done. They get so annoyed. It's funny though. <laughs> there's also the rotor gesture. Imagine there's a volume dial embedded in the center of the screen. Now take your thumb and first finger and perform a gesture like you're trying to turn that volume dial up or down. Every time you do, voiceover will announce a different option, such as speech rate or word or character or typing mode. Then simply swipe up or down with one finger to go through all the options under that rotor setting. For example, if I turn the rotor to speech rate and then swipe up, voiceover will speak faster. Oh, and to turn off the iPhone, press and hold the volume down and side button together. Wait until you feel a vibration and then double tap on the power off item at the top of the screen. Whew, okay, there is obviously more gestures than that. But hey, this is just a introduction, right? And finally, I'm going to mention typing. At some point, obviously, you're gonna want to enter text into a smartphone. An email address, a password, a message to a friend or lover. Whatever it may be, at some point, you need to write something. To do this on a smartphone, we use a on-screen keyboard. For example, during the iPhone setup, it's gonna ask me for the password for my Wi-Fi network. Password, secure text field. When I double tap on this text field, an on-screen keyboard will pop up on the bottom half of the screen. It's a standard QWERTY layout for you touch typists out there. And you can use all the gestures you've learned so far on the keyboard. So you could just swipe left and right and go through every letter on that keyboard and double tap with one finger when you hear the one you want to type. A, S, D, F, G, H. I mean, it works, but you'd be crazy to do it that way because it's so incredibly slow. If you're familiar with the standard QWERTY keyboard layout, then just drag your finger across the bottom of the screen, across the keyboard, and VoiceOver will announce the letters your finger is currently on. And again, just double tap when you hear the letter you want to type. I. O. R. D. It can be surprisingly fast. Now, don't get me wrong. You wouldn't want to write your autobiography on it, but for the odd email message or whatever, it's fine. Now you can also select a different method for typing. In the rotor, you will find something called typing mode. And once you select it, simply swipe up or down with one finger until you hear touch typing. Now when you move your finger across the on-screen keyboard, when you hear the letter you want to type, just lift your finger off the screen and that letter will be typed. It works really well and personally, it's the one that I use. And it's also this touch typing method that Android uses for its on-screen keyboard. Talking of which, let's grab that Android. I have in my hand an Android phone, the Google Pixel 5. Okay, let's open the box again. Sorry, Stephen. Oops, I'm really sorry, Stephen. <laughs> Let me just pick that up. <clears throat> Nothing happened, it's fine, everything's fine. 
Well, the first thing I can say, it's a very sturdy phone. <laughs> ah, dear. Anyway, so, like we did with the iPhone, how do you know you're holding the phone the right way? You're not holding it back to front or upside down. Well, it is a little bit more tricky when it comes to Android phones, because, as I said, Android phones can be made by anybody. Well, not anybody, any manufacturer. And because of that, obviously, the designs can be different. They're not all going to be the same. A Samsung Galaxy phone doesn't have the same design as this Google Pixel phone. This can be both great and also annoying. Great because there's some beautiful Android hardware out there, and annoying because it's difficult to talk in general terms when telling someone how to do something on an Android phone, because it may be different with their handset. But when it comes to working out which way round to hold the phone, there are clues we can look for. Say hello to Mr. Camera Bump again. Hello. Stop it. Yep, the camera bump is a bit of a feature, in air quotes, of most modern phones. And they are always on the back of the phone and usually in the top right corner. Another common feature I find on Android phones, at least in my experience, is that the volume up and down buttons and the power button are usually on the right hand edge, which is the case with this one. Also, if I run my finger along the bottom edge of this phone, I can feel the charging port, which is in this case a USB-C. On the back of this phone is a fingerprint sensor. Ooh. This is used to make sure it's actually you that's using the phone. So in order to unlock the phone or make payments or whatever it may be, you need to scan your fingerprint. <sighs> it always sounds so futuristic to me, but hey, here we are. iPhones that have the home button also use a fingerprint scanner, and ones that don't use facial recognition to make sure it's you. It's just a great way of keeping your phone, and therefore any data on it, secure. So by examining all those clues, I can deduce I'm holding the phone the right way. I'm like that there Sherlock Holmes. So we're holding the phone the right way, now let's turn it on. Just like we did before, press and hold the power button for five seconds, then let go. Just like with the iPhone, it will take a minute or two to boot up or turn on. So be patient and just give it a minute. Now, once you're sure you've given it enough time to turn on, take two fingers and hold them in the middle of the screen, like you're taking its pulse. Wait. Continue touching the screen until you hear a beep to enable accessibility mode. Okay, so keep holding your fingers on the screen. Accessibility. Talk back tutorial. Well, hey, there it is. We've turned on accessibility, which, as I said before, on Android phones is called TalkBack. But not only that, as soon as you turn on TalkBack for the first time, you will get a TalkBack tutorial. Ah, oh, I wish the iPhone did this, but it doesn't. So let's take a look. Now, we already know the basic gestures of swiping, exploring, and double tapping, and we're going to use these here to read the screen. I'm just going to swipe to the right. TalkBack is a screen reader primarily for people with blindness and low vision. It allows interaction with the device using spoken feedback. Wow, okay, this is going to be easy. She's explaining everything for me. Let's swipe to the right. Lesson one, basic navigation, swiping, exploring, activating, enlist. But I've just spent the last 20 minutes explaining it. I'm sure she'll do it better though, so let's take a look. Let's start a lesson. Swipe to the right. Learn lesson one button. Double tap to activate. Double tap with one finger. 
When enabled, Explore by Touch lets you hear what's under your finger. Move your finger over the items in the center of your screen. After you have explored five items, the lesson will continue. Yep, so this is me just dragging my finger around and hearing what's under it. Let's do it! I item 7. Item 8. Double tap. Item 12. Item 1, item 2, item 3, item 4, item 5, item oh, 6, item 7, item 8, item 9, item 10, item 11, item 12. The exercise is completed and will continue in a moment. Oh, right. Okay. So as soon as I explored, was it five items? Then it just read the entire screen to me anyway. Let's see what's next. To activate the last item you heard, double tap anywhere. Find item four and activate it now. After that, activate next to continue. Ah, so now we're teaching the double tap. Let's find item four. I I item four. Double tap to activate. Item four activated. Find and activate next button to continue. Easy! Now, I know the next button is usually in the bottom right-hand corner. Oh, and by the way, on the iPhone during the setup process, the next button is usually in the top right-hand corner, just in case you struggle to find it. I next button. Tap, tap. Boosh! Top back lessons are arranged similarly. The top area has the lesson, which you can explore and read at any time. It also has a tutorial home button in the top left corner. The middle has a practice area. The bottom has a progress indicator and lesson navigation buttons. Activate next now to continue. Boring. Okay, next. Next button. You can also explore by swiping the screen with your finger. Swiping left generally explores up and to the left, while swiping right explores down and to the right. Try it now. <laughs> Why didn't I start with the Android phone instead of the iPhone? It's explaining this much better than me. Anyway, let's just swipe around. Navigate up button. Item 2. Item, item 8. Item, item, item 11. Item 12. Previous button. Part 4 of 4. Next button. Ooh, that was fun. This next screen is just a summary of what we've learned so far. To hear what's under your finger, move it across the screen. Double tap anywhere to activate what you hear. Swipe left or right to explore. Next lesson, button. You can scroll forward or backward in a list using a shortcut. To scroll forward, move one finger right then left in a single motion. To scroll back, move one finger left then right. Give it a try here. Okay, so let's say we're looking through a list of contacts or options in a settings menu somewhere. If we know what we're looking for is towards the end of the list, it's a bit of a pain to swipe through every item to get there. So instead, what you can do is jump through that list a page at a time. The gesture to do this is to swipe to the right and don't lift your finger up, but then swipe back to the left. I'll be honest with you, I find this one a little bit tricky, but let's give it a go. Item one, in list. Okay, I'm at the top of the list, so if I quickly swipe to the right and then to the left. Item 10, showing items 10 to 19 of 50. Ooh, I pulled it off, that was lucky. <laughs> and if I quickly swipe to the left and then back to the right, it should jump back up the list. To do this on the iPhone, you would swipe up or down with three fingers. Does the same thing. The next screen after this is just a summary again, so let's move on to the one after that. Next! Next lesson, button. Talkback has two different menus. The first, the global talkback menu, always contains the same commands. You can activate it by moving a single finger down then right in a single motion, then raising your finger. Activate a practice version now. Ah, the famous Android angle gestures. Again, these can be slightly tricky to pull off, but once you get used to them, they're fine. 
you use these menus to access different options and features, pretty much the same as the rotor gesture on the iPhone. So let's try this. I need to swipe my finger down and then to the right. Menu options are listed vertically in the middle of the screen. Try exploring. When you are done, activate cancel. Alert global context menu. Read from top in list. So I'm now currently in the global menu on the first item, which is read from the top. Let's quickly swipe through some of the other items in this menu. Read from next item. Repeat last utterance. Spell last utterance. Copy last utterance to clipboard. Screen search. Talkback settings. Hide screen. Describe the menu. Cancel button out of list. There you go. Let's double tap on cancel. Talkback tutorial. Next button. The second menu is the local talkback menu. The items in this menu are different depending on what you last heard. You can activate this menu by moving a single finger up then right in a single motion, then raising your finger. Activate a practice menu now. So this is to activate the local menu. All this means is that the options in this menu are context sensitive. So they're just options that are relevant to whatever you're doing right now. Let's give it a go up and to the right. Menu options are listed vertically in the middle of the screen. Try exploring. When you are done, activate cancel. Alert cancel. Describe the menu in list. Cancel button out of list. Oh, not much in that menu. Obviously, I'm not doing anything. So let's double tap on cancel. And that's the end of that particular lesson. Let's move on to the next one. Next lesson button. Talkback lets you control whether text is read to you a paragraph, a line, a word, or a character at a time. Reading by character can help with spelling. Set the text navigation rate to characters by tapping on the text below, then swiping up and down. Ah, this is quite important. There's so many times when a screen reader will read something out to me and I can't for the life of me understand what it's trying to say. I have the same problem with Stephen, to be honest. But luckily enough, with a screen reader, you do have the ability to go through a word character by character so you can spell out what it's trying to say. So let's find the sample text on this page. Here's some sample text for talkback practice. Where is Kansas? Ask the man with surprise. Oh, and just a bonus tip for Android here. Well, at least this phone. If you want talkback to stop talking for a second, just swipe your hand over the top of the screen. Not actually touching the screen, just above it. There's a proximity sensor up there which, when it detects movement, stops talkback talking. Until you touch the screen again, obviously. Now, it may not work on every Android phone, but it definitely does on this one. Anyway, we found the sample text, so let's swipe down with one finger. Characters. We've now changed the text navigation to characters. So now if I swipe left or right, it will read a character at a time. Let's continue to swipe down and see what else we have here. Words, lines, paragraphs, headings, links, controls, default, characters. Quite a few there. Okay, so I'm back on characters. So let's swipe to the right and test it out. Capital H, E, R, E, apostrophe, S. Cool. Let's change it to words and try it out. Swipe down with one finger. Words. Now when we swipe right. Some. Sample. Text. Cool. Next lesson. Next lesson button. With TalkBack, you can use an edit box to type, select, and edit text. To activate an edit box, double tap it. After you activate an edit box, a keyboard becomes available at the bottom of the screen. You can dismiss the keyboard by tapping the back button. 
Try activating the edit box now. When you are done, activate next, which is now above the keyboard. Okay, let's try some typing. So let's find that text edit box. Edit text, edit box. There it is. Double tap. Showing English, US QWERTY keyboard. Okay, let's have a feel around on the keyboard. And let's try and find that next button. It said it was just above the keyboard. So if I try and find the letter P on the right hand side and move up from there, I should find it, I think. G, Y, E, U, I. Next button, talk back tutorial. Ha, there it is. Okay, let's double tap on that. To type, activate the edit box and move your finger across the on-screen keyboard. When you hear the desired character, lift your finger to activate it. Try activating and typing in the edit box below. Oh, couldn't we just done that in the lesson before? Uh, anyway, whatever. Okay, let's start typing. Edit text, edit box. Double tap to bring up the keyboard. Showing English, US QWERTY keyboard. So let's try actually typing a word this time. Remember, it uses the touch typing mode. So as soon as I hear the letter I want to type, I just lift my finger off the screen. H, H, E, E, K. L, 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 O, O. Enter. Hello. Hello. Oh, come on. It wasn't funny the last two times. <sighs> right, let's try and find that next button. Somewhere above the letter P, around there somewhere. Oh. Next button, talk back tutorial. You can move a cursor using the volume buttons on your device or through the local talk back menu. With the cursor control option in this menu, you can also select, cut, copy, or paste text. Activate the edit box below and move the cursor around the sample text. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Thank you. So <laughs> when you're in an edit box and you want to move the cursor around, you can use the volume keys. Let's try this out. Let's find that sample text. Dorothy Gale's email address is dorothy at osmail.com, edit box, edit text. Let's double tap here. Showing English, US QWERTY keyboard. Okay, so what happens when I press volume down? Ooh, did you hear that? That is the Android boundary noise. It's saying you're right at the start of the text. You can't go back any further. Oh, I got so excited. Okay, let's try volume up to move forward. Capital D. O. R. O. T. Cool. Now, this is obviously really handy if you've got a spelling mistake you want to go back and correct or later on if you want to select a word or characters. But I want to hear that boundary sound again. Let's volume down. T-O-R-O, -O, capital D, beginning of field. Ah, <sighs> that's better. Okay, next. Next button. Activate the edit box by double tapping. Type by moving your finger over a character, then lifting your finger. Move the cursor with the volume buttons in local talkback menu. Select and act on text using the cursor control option in the local talkback menu. What? Ah, that was confusing. Okay, what it wants me to do now, I think, is find that text edit box, type something in it, then go to the local context menu and try some of the editing selections in there. I think. Let's have a go. Edit text, edit box. H, H, E, D, R, E, E, L, 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 hello, L, I, I O, O. Okay, so I've typed something. Now let's bring up the local context menu. Remember, one finger, swipe up and to the right. Alert local context menu. Edit options in list. Let's double tap on edit options. Alert edit options. 
Move cursor to beginning, enlist. Move cursor to end. Select all. Del start selection mode. Cancel, button, out of list. Hmm, okay, let's choose select all. Let me swipe back and double tap on select all. Start selection, select all. Selected text, hello. As soon as I double tapped on select all, the menu disappeared and we're back on the main screen and hello has been selected. Let's delete it. Delete, Gboard, cleared text. And that's it. That's the last lesson in the TalkBack tutorial. But again, well done Android for having a tutorial in there. Apple, take notice. In fact, Android, you deserve this. Now, there is a gesture that they didn't teach you that I'm going to. Steady. I'm going to get rid of the TalkBack tutorial by doing the back gesture, which is swipe down and to the left, like a backwards letter L. Hi there. Language, English, United States, button. That's better. And now we're here on the first screen of the Android setup process. Again, don't worry, I'm not going to go through the entire thing, but let's just have a look around on this screen. What we're currently on is select your language, but let's swipe on. Vision settings button. Oh, yeah, I meant to mention this earlier. I totally forgot. Thank you. Now, you may notice that when I say accessibility, for the most part, what I'm actually talking about is a screen reader. And there may be some of you out there listening to this saying, hang on, Sean, I've got low vision. I don't use a screen reader. I need large print. I need magnification or zoom. Well, I hear you, brothers and sisters. I'm with you. But sadly, when we're talking about setting up a smartphone fresh, out of the box, without sighted assistance, a screen reader really is your only accessibility option. There isn't a way to turn on screen magnification straight out of the box. On the iPhone, you'd have to go through the entire setup process, then go to settings, then accessibility, and then zoom. Now, as you just heard, at least here on Android, on the first screen of the setup, there is a vision button. Now, maybe if you do have low vision, you could use something like a physical magnifying glass or a monocular or whatever aid you have to tap on this vision button on the screen and to enable screen magnification. But if not, as I said, a screen reader really is your only option, at least to start with. As we're here, let's take a quick look what options are in the vision settings. Vision settings. You can customize this device to fit your needs. These accessibility features can be changed later in settings. Magnification, zoom in on screen. Font size, make text larger or smaller. Display size, make items on screen larger or smaller. Select to speak, tap items on your screen to hear them read aloud. Talk back, screen reader primarily for people with blindness and low vision. Oh, there's my favorite sound again. That's the last of the options. All pretty self-explanatory, I think. Okay, let's go back out of here. So down and to the left. And the remaining items on the main setup screen are... Emergency call button. If you need to call the police. And finally... Start button. To start the setup process. And that's it. We're done. Hallelujah. Wow, that was a long one. Thank you. If you've listened this far, give yourselves a round of applause. Well done. And I really do hope that someone out there found this helpful. Because as I said right at the beginning of all this, I think a smartphone is an essential tool 
for those of us who are blind or visually impaired. It could just make life that little bit easier. And who doesn't want an easy life? I know I do. Now, if you have any questions or suggestions of topics you want me to cover in the future, or you just want to shout at me, it's fine. You can email feedback at ami.ca. Thanks for listening. Right, where's these two with my cup of tea? They drive you crazy. My own fault. Should never have asked them. Who needs a house anyway? I'm happy in my shed. How? How can I possibly use a... It's time to start swiping it. Sorry. I use my smartphone for so many. <laughs> this was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.